0: Criterion Creeps podcast. I'm Jarrett Duncan. I'm RJ Baylog. And we're just two guys who have no other choice now but to creep our way through the Criterion Collection one spine number at a time in order to release. This week we're stabbing dudes in the dick and faces Ugh. while watching spine number 89 of the Criterion Collection, Sisters, directed by Brian De Palma from 1973. But first, RJ, you hmm. ride in that Last Jedi train, the pipe? Shit,
1: no, man. You know what train I was riding this week? What? I was on watch, making sure no one dumped in that urinal again. <laughs> that and I, uh, good news, we are one week uh, shit-free in the urinal. So that's uh, that's my hot news. Um, yeah. uh, what are you talking about, Last Jedi? No one cares about that.
0: Um, indeed. Uh, I, I, I got to send you uh, a pic.
1: Okay, mm, let me get it ready. Oh, yeah. You keep talking, though. I did see, uh, I don't... Like I mean, I'll see it, but I'm not yeah. as hot on it anymore as I was when I was a little kid. Or what do we got? Oh my God! What is this? <laughs> oh my God! Your urinals are getting uh, defaced as well. Yeah,
0: people are dropping their pens in urinals now. Mm. That's Mm-mm. like that seems to be like a, a suitable
1: place to dispose of your pens. W- what I want to know is what was he doing with the pen out right. at the urinal, anyways? I don't know. Maybe he was trying to like pick at something and it fell in, <laughs> fell into the uh. urinal. I don't like it. I don't like it, and I don't like you. Yeah. How about uh, that, friend?
0: Yeah, it's fine. I, it's not my pen. Uh, but I kept, mm-hmm. like, wandering. Because when I went in there, I'd look. I'm like, oh, is somebody going to, like, deal with that? Is someone going to, like, man up and do the right thing and just, like, reach in with a paper towel and just grab it mm-hmm. and throw
1: it in the garbage and go, ah! A custodian will. He'll use his custodian uh, tongs. Mm-hmm. You ever seen those? Nope. Those are for scooping things out of urinals, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, once you get in the biz, you'll you'll know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, you've learned a
0: lot about that being on urinal watch.
1: mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Well, I just stationed out there twenty four seven. We had a Hutterite kid do it for a while, but uh, he snuck too many beers. So they, at least when they put me there, they know exactly how many I'll drink. However many you'll put. Right. So, um, yeah, but yeah. uh, yeah, no, I uh, I'm not, I don't care. I'll see Last Jedi when it comes out. I guess uh, I did That's see this that this week, buddy. Well, I'm not going to see it opening weekend. What are you fucking out of your mind? Yeah. Um, I did see, though, that early reviews are out, and it's not sitting at 100. Oh. So what does that mean? Is it like at 93% or something? Something like that, yeah. yeah. No, that's good. So day of the- release, all the nerds will pump it up, and then pe- other trolls will bring it down, and it'll probably just sit right where it is. <laughs> but, uh, But how
0: is it going on Rotten Apples? What? Have you not heard about Rotten Apples? No. What is this? Uh, Did someone think this was like a really funny joke? Well, RJ, uh, Mm. you might even be able to guess this, what it is. So somebody, some enterprising individual started a website. It's like rottenapp.com dot something uh, but yeah. it's a website where you type in the name of a movie and it'll tell you if there's any uh, accused alleged sexual deviance in the movie Wow <laughs> what what uh, what great person made that website some somebody did. Um, I'm and not sure what the basis is. I, like, I tried going to it today, and like, mm-hmm. it like it just crashes constantly because obviously people yeah. are trying it out, and it's probably got like it's probably overwhelming the server it's on. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, one friend of mine, uh, they checked it out, and apparently Norbit does get cleared.
1: <laughs> Why? I thought so, it. Well, didn't no. Eddie Murphy pick up all those hookers?
0: Oh yeah. See there you go. Or was
1: that consensual?
0: Uh there was hookers. So, I mean, he paid for it. I guess. The, the, I mean. They paid. He got, yeah. yeah, he paid, so you know, it's all good. Um but yeah, I'm not okay. sure where the line is. Is like is this like a recent thing? Like is this gonna be like a like the only like the last two months mm. of people
1: accused? Will it go deep? Will it have like some unknowns? My question is is how deep does this algorithm dig into the movies? Like Aww. if one of the gaffers is like some serial rapist, is he gonna be get called out on this website? Or is it only uh main ticket stars? That's what I mean.
0: It's only going to be like
1: the the best of.
0: not like real not deep cuts, not the people you don't you least expect.
1: Well, once this site gets fully uh, up and running, I'd like them to integrate with Letterboxd and you can uh, you can put in uh, the list of all the movies we've talked about on this podcast mm-hmm. and we'll see how those odds line up. It's probably like 98% yeah, are flagged. <laughs> right. And the other two are like super offenders where it's just like those are those movies you watch. Yeah. You
0: know? Um to answer my own question uh i'm not aboard the hype train i'm fighting it mm. um, but boy they are they are going so hard
1: on it it's like uh, unavoidable and i do recall two years ago you were fighting that hype train until come uh, i think monday after the first opening weekend you were like hmm
0: maybe we should go see that movie oh, oh, uh, I, I, oh. yeah i do believe you're like hey i'm gonna go you come in and i'm like well if
1: you're paying for my ticket <laughs> did i buy your ticket you, you did oh but, well, you owe me one then, so you can buy mine for uh, <laughs> this one. No, nah, you'll,
0: you'll just keep buying those tickets. And I can be like, I, I, I wasted my two and a half hours.
1: Mm. Is, is that how long it is?
0: Yeah, this one's two and a half. Oof. Um, the common thing that I'm seeing, even from like snooty pants uh, critics, mm-hmm. is that like there's like one scene that is to die
1: for. Oh, do you think it's going to be Luke? And he's going to be like, I miss you, Greedo. And then they kiss, and then it's. I don't know. Who knows? Who who knows? But who who fucking knows? I I, okay? I always
0: look forward to those things because then I can go to them and be like, "Wow, that was it," and then laugh about them after the fact mm-hmm. and be like, "People are so dumb," and people give me shit for Martha and Batman versus Superman. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I don't I never thought that was so bad. Yeah. It wasn't as bad as like the it, I mean, eight, okay. eight of the things in it uh, is bad. Uh, Force Awakens. Okay, it, it is bad, but it's like it's kinda like charmingly it, bad. You, you know where I stand <laughs> on this? It's like, yeah. you know what? Batman's a pretty fucking unstable person. Like that's his whole MO. Mm. That's the reason he does what he does. He he experienced a traumatic and traumatic event. He has PTSD. He would probably have some triggers. Now if you get triggered easily you don't want to hear this but BVS might have been the best movie that came out last year for those reasons so yeah no you can email us at CriterionCreeps <laughs> at gmail.com no, if that. you want to respond yeah I know hey
0: but RJ we do have it yep. we do have a an email well
1: see you just you just it embarrassed works. yourself then it, I guess it works or did it just pop up when I said no. that because it reminded uh, me. Okay, uh, what's up? Should we get into the emails?
0: Okay, I well we have two emails. One from oh, listener Oliver, one oh, yeah, from content. listener. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it, it was uh, headline. The liner of it, subject line was Mel Gibson, and what? Oliver writes, "God didn't God didn't want to email every fucking week, but during Alexander Nevsky, I thought, man, Mel Gibson should remake this fucking film. I also wondered mm-hmm. if RJ would think of Mel when watching it, so." <laughs>
1: Well, see, people got me pigged now. It finally <laughs> happened. I've been typecast here. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows what I'm going to think and what I'm going to say. But you know what? At least it's working because I got one. If I go down <laughs> tomorrow, Jared, I'll go down happy knowing that I got one person to think about Mel Gibson while mm-hmm. I'm gone. So or, Yeah, watching movies and being like, yeah. that that's just, this should be a
0: Mel Gibson okay.
1: movie. Well, I'm glad he emailed in because you know what? Any Mel news is good yeah uh
0: yep. on some other news uh we got an email here from patreon uh Ooh. subject line we messed up we're sorry and we're not mm-hmm. rolling out the feast change so like what i started this patreon thing like two three oh, weeks yeah. ago mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, I was like yeah cool everyone likes patreon and uh mm-hmm. whatever people want to pay in that's cool that's dope and we've got, you know, we got a few people paying in. We got that first uh, paycheck last Wednesday, I think it was. And then uh, the next day, I started seeing all this bad shit coming out about Patreon. Uh, mm-hmm. And how, uh, oh, we're going to like charge um, Patreons uh, their, uh, some fees. And it's like, oh. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, well, that's like an inevitability of all things. Like Usually, they just start yeah. charging you for service fees, blah, blah, blah. But holy crap, did it blow up in Patreon's face? Mm-hmm. Um, people did not really like the idea Especially if you're only like kicking in a dollar And their are charging you like whatever it was Like 3% plus 35 cents So like oh mm-hmm. So now it's like I don't know, it's a 33% increase uh, that, And that actually well, almost 40% increase And you're like yeah So a lot of people got like literally cancelling subs All of a sudden People losing mm-hmm. money left and right And uh, it took them a week to say Oh hey guys, we made a mistake
1: so, did uh, did we lose uh, any of our three contributors? No, <laughs> I, I don't, nice. I don't nice. believe
0: so um, because it was like, uh, whatever. But I, mm-hmm. uh, like to me, like I didn't think it was gonna be that big a deal. I mean, I wasn't stressing about it. But I'm not poor. I guess I <gasps> I, I have a job, a full time mm-hmm. job, and I don't like spread myself too thin by supporting every single Patreon thing that I can. But yeah. uh, I mean, if I were and I had say like. 50 different things I was supporting putting a dollar into it suddenly it's like oh that went up a lot of money and mm-hmm. uh
1: yeah so well there you go whatever so you can just mail us money yeah that's that's true cold hard cash baby yeah
0: I just uh Star Wars mm-hmm. The Last Jedi is at 94% on Rotten Tomatoes
1: nobody cares Jarrett. <laughs> nobody cares that's not a thing that we do on this show anymore yeah
0: I know Hey, you, you, hey, folks, yeah. Rotten Tomatoes is garbage. Rotten Apples is the way to go. Ugh. Ugh. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know what pisses me off? I still haven't wow. gotten my uh, Twin Peaks The Return Blu-ray. Has it shipped yet? No. No, dude.
1: It hasn't shipped. Well, that sounds like a you problem.
0: Yeah. It is. Hey,
1: hey pal, that sounds like a personal problem. Yeah. Uh, right. So that sucks. Uh, Amazon stinks. Cool. Oh, actually, you know What? Uh, this Sunday, um, as we were talking about Amazon, Amazon shipping and stuff like that, this Sunday morning we were greeted to a weird knock on the door and it was an Amazon delivery guy. And I was like, What? Uh, Sunday? Same thing happened to my parents' place. Yeah. And I was like, You don't deliver on Sundays. I guess Amazon or
0: I guess Canada Post is delivering now on Sundays because they probably have quite the backlog because everyone just buys things online. Screw yep. local businesses.
1: <laughs> Oh, whatever. Every local business is like an Edo and a Tim Hortons now anyway, so... I
0: don't really feel bad for them. Oh, I, I was at, at working at the comic store the other day, and uh, this like couple came in. They were looking for a Marvel Select Thanos toy, which we did not oh. have, and it would take like they're not even in stock, so it would take like months to probably get one in. Um, then I looked it up. I'm like, oh, uh, I don't really like telling people this, but on Amazon.ca they have it in stock, and it's like thirty bucks, and uh, mm-hmm. you can get two days shipping on that. And they're like, oh, oh, I don't know, like I feel bad not buying something. And then like five minutes later, they just like bought some like pistol. Pacific rim two pack um, so it's like there's a Ching Ching Gil Mero del Toro
1: mmm I uh, I don't know why but for some reason I, I feel like when people need to buy stuff you should like carry pogs because pogs are like an easy buy because they're like they'd be like at the till and they wouldn't be too much but like <laughs> you'd be supporting them right supporting I don't know pogs. why I thought about that but when you're like they're like we should buy something I was like did they buy pogs <laughs> did you ever have pogs I had a slammer from Pizza Hut uh, yeah, yeah, I, I unfortunately did fall into the, uh, the pog window. What do you mean, unfortunately? Pogs are cool. No. What? A... <laughs> Whatever. You don't know what cool is. I guess not. Out of touch, Duncan. Hey, RJ. Yo. What you been creeping on this week? Well, some stuff. It's not a heavy week. It's not a heavy flow. But Ugh. it's pretty normal, I guess. <laughs> uh-huh. What? You never heard that expression before? Oh, I I, a... I, ha- I have. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, well, to start things off, this one's kind of out of nowhere. Uh, I watched this movie called 1922. Oh, how how out of nowhere is this? I well, I mean, compared. So okay, I should have rephrased that. I was going to say this week I tried to stick with a the theme mm. for my creeps, and mm. I think I did pretty well. Uh, for the other two movies I watched, so this third one just doesn't fit in with my my goal of what I was trying to do. Okay, okay. So I watched 1922 uh it's a netflix movie mm-hmm. stephen king story mm-hmm. so everyone knows that's my boy it's been a while it came out a, a month or two ago and i've been meaning to watch it heard he's, it was pretty good is thomas jane your boy i like tom jane yeah i think he's pretty good i liked when he was uh, a homeless guy in arrested development that was oh, pretty fun yeah yeah i like him in the mist that's also pretty good mm-hmm. so i think they were trying to recapture that the mist magic i guess with old Tommy Jane. Mm-hmm. But uh yeah, I heard some good things. I said, you know what, I'll check this son this sucker out. Andrew went out on Friday for a couple hours, so I was like, I'll throw this bad boy on. Um, it's pretty good. It's not great. It's a movie about a guy who kills his wife in nineteen twenty two of all years. I bet you didn't see that coming. If you uh if you were a drinking man, Jarrett, and you wanted to do a drinking game and you took a shot every time they said nineteen twenty two, you would probably blow out your butt wow like they say 1922 all the fucking time why well okay i so it's like also thomas jane talks in this weird farmer accent he's like in 1922 (laughs) i killed my wife he's like things you gotta know about 1922 it was a different time back then but like he's talking it's only like six years later it's like 1928 or something he's like that's what it was in 1922 and he like said he says it a lot, man, a lot. <laughs> okay, this this is, sounds bad, dude. You might not like it. So, <laughs> so here 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 are the positive. Uh, it looks really nice. Uh, it's like Netflix, nice. Yeah, no, they got some money in the cameras. Mm-hmm. Like uh, it looks pretty good. Yeah. Um, and this story is not bad. It's like a ghost story, which is kind of cool. Um, they're up front with that killing your wife thing. Uh, so the guy, he's a farmer and his wife wants to sell the land and move to the city and take their son. And he's like, fuck that bitch. So he gets his son. He's like, look at this old bat. She wants to move us off the farm. He's like, this is our laugh, son. So he, he like convinces his son. He's like, we should kill her. So they do. But then it's like all about grief and kind of regret. And then that's why it's a ghost story is they because um, Thomas Jane like is remorseful and he sees like his wife everywhere and stuff like that. You know, sure metaphorical ghost you know what i mean (laughs) Mm -hmm. um so it looks good and the story's pretty cool like i like ghost stories but there are i didn't really really like it because at times it gets a little trying um it's super long it's only like an hour and 40 minutes but it feels like it's really long to me at least uh he says 1922 a lot he, I, you gotta give it to him He's, He chose an accent and he stuck with it But at the same time you hear him talk And you're just like why are you doing that Like no one else talks like this In this fucking movie So that's kind of weird um, There's also uh, evil rats Which is always a uh, um, Something I don't enjoy seeing Not because it's like It's just it seems so It's so tired out You know what I mean It's like ooh rats are spooky Oh, Cause there's like they're, again they're like metaphor rats he sees the rats everywhere as like a, a reminder that he killed his wife and you're like alright they're like everywhere um they kill a couple cows in this movie that kind of sucks um it's okay <laughs> do I got you interested or what <laughs> Nope. <laughs> yeah. I don't think you would much like this. You'll probably watch it in like six years mm-hmm. at like Halloween when you need a Stephen King movie. Yeah. And you'll probably be like, everyone who watched this in 2017 was wrong. Because it does get pretty pretty decent ratings. Yeah. I think. It's middling. It's middling. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, that's more fair. Yeah. It's okay. So whatever. Uh, so then I watched uh, some movies, Jer. Yeah. That uh, I call my twin picks. Because uh, I was trying to, you know, I was trying to get into the mood for our Criterion movie. I was trying to th- watch movies that fit in with those or with the Criterion. Yeah. So, uh, obviously, I went to uh, Basket Case 2. Uh, <laughs> obviously. Uh, so, Andrea actually watched Basket Case 1 with me uh, like a year or two yes, ago. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and it was actually, it was a night that she had a friend over and stuff like that. And they're like, do you have any scary movies? And it was in October. And I was like, all right. So I pulled out basket case. I was like, here you go, you sons of bitches. Um, Not because it was scary. I just knew it was really weird. So I was like, how do you like these, baby? Um, So Andrea thought it was really funny uh, because like the basket uh, tumor man, his name is like Belial Belial. Yeah. Yeah, she she got really mad that they were calling him Belial because she thinks it should be pronounced Belial. Um, But anyways, he's like crawling around and he's really gross and he like wants to bang bitches and stuff uh so she actually watched basket case two with me because mm-hmm. i was like this week we're talking about like conjoined twins and twins and stuff like that i was like want to watch basket case two and she's like oh yeah they did make a sequel she's like what was that about again <laughs> i was like oh baby so uh i don't have to tell you how basket case one ended in case you're interested it doesn't matter but basket case two is uh Dwayne, the uh, normal twin and uh belial or belial however you want to <laughs> choose to say that they get picked up by this lady who's uh takes in uh freaks and geeks i guess is what you could call them mm-hmm. and uh, they live in her attic and it's like a uh commune or like a sanctuary for real them. menagerie and, yeah and uh, that's the whole movie pretty well there's a reporter trying to track them mm-hmm. down and stuff like that that's it uh but so there's not like a lot to this movie but it's got some cool stuff because there's a ton of monsters and mm-hmm. they all have, like uh practical effects and they're all pretty pretty rad yes um some of them i like a lot like the one guy who's just a giant head i thought that was really fun uh and there's one guy who just kind of looks like really stereotypical old jewish man he's got like big ears and a huge nose and he, he doesn't really look like a monster or anything like that he just looks like a stereotype of a person um which i thought i thought that guy was cool uh there's a lot of like cool monsters and then there's a couple that i didn't like like their makeup and prosthetics and stuff was really cool but i was just like there's one guy who's just a frog Mm. like he's just a frog and i was like what's his deal like where did he come from and then uh i didn't like uh there's one guy who has a really elongated twisty dried out head uh and i thought that was really gross so i don't like him Uh, because it grossed me out and i was like i don't want to see that I don't wanna see that them weird kinds on my movies. He was the he was a real person too. Shut up. <laughs> hey, shut up. Uh so basket case 2, Um it's okay. Yeah. Uh, there's not a whole lot to it. The the monsters are wicked cool. Yeah. And then uh it's got a fun ending, I guess. I feel like, yeah, if you like Gore and Monsters, uh
0: it's it's yeah. a, it's a total watcher. Um but it's not like yeah, it's nothing nothing special,
1: but if you are interested in Basket Case for or <laughs> monsters at any reason, why not? Why not? Then throw that sucker on. Mm-hmm. So, uh, we watched that. Um, Andrea got really put off because there is a uh, a fairly grotesque uh sex scene uh <laughs> involving Belial and uh, I think Eve, who is another like tumor that was separated by some from a body, uh, and that was pretty gross. So, uh, we were gonna watch Basket Case 3, but she's like, I don't want to watch that one for a couple years and i was like that's fair i was like that's fair baby i won't put you through that uh so we we did a hard left and we went to the fun side of twins and we watched twins uh, (laughs) from 1988 you know with arnold schwarzenegger and danny devito i don't know because i've actually never seen this movie holy fuck you are such a bad person you didn't even watch it this week for twin week no i watched some other stuff god you're a bad person Ugh. Ugh. It grosses me out how much you're, you don't care about this show. Well, anyways, I guess uh, I watched Twins, and um, this is a movie I think I've talked before. Uh, my grandparents had like eight movies on VHS, uh, like Turner and Hooch, and uh, I think it was Operation Dumbo Drop, or something, or Larger Than Life, whatever the Bill Murray one is with mm-hmm. the elephant. Yeah. And uh, one of the ones they had was Twins. Uh, my grandma thought it was really fun. Because it was a big man and a small man, and they were twins. So you've never seen twins, eh? Nope. So Twins, Jarrett, starts out, and you find out that uh, seven men impregnate Heather Graham. And there are seven of like... (laughs) At the same time? Pretty well. Well, let's leave it at that. Pretty well. So one of them is like a genius. One of them is like real buff. One of them is like an astronaut. It's like a whole medley of the world's finest. So they all impregnate Heather Graham. And uh, How old is Heather Graham, and in- she's we looked it up because and because <laughs> uh, we saw her, and Andrew was like, Is that Heather Graham? I was like, Yeah, it is. Uh, but she looked really, really young. Uh, she's yeah. 18. Oh, wow, this has got to be one of her first movies because she oh, looks like
0: well, because that's 88, and like I think one of the earliest things I remember her being in is like Twin Peaks, and that's 90. That's 90, yeah,
1: yep. Yeah. Yeah, so this is this might be one of her first movies, I think. Oh, look, uh, I'll
0: tell ya. Uh, no, she was in two. She was in a movie called Student Exchange, and that mm. was in '87. And she's also in License to Drive.
1: Hmm. Well, that hardly matters. Corey uh, and
0: Corey Feldman hardly okay. matter.
1: Okay. Yeah, you're right. Uh, but she doesn't have any like lines in this movie. She's just kind of there, right? Yeah. So. And uh, she, she serves as, like, a picture that they look back on. It's like, that's our mom. So these seven guys knock her up. And then the, like, perfect fetus is growing inside of her. But when it's in an embryo still, it splits. But here's the fun thing, Jarrett. One of the fetuses is the ultimate man, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Got all the brains, got all the brawn. He's perfect. And then all the shitty stuff that no one wanted <laughs> uh, becomes Danny DeVito. And uh, So you see them later on Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger is like really smart And he lives on a desert island And then he like I don't know he canoes back from the island To New York or LA or something And then Danny DeVito is like a really scuzzy dude Who like uh, Doesn't pay his parking tickets And he's in with the loan sharks So what does he play in the movie? Oh (laughs) (laughs) Stuff hey, Danny DeVito is a really good guy. I know, but
0: Danny DeVito like always plays like
1: that character, yeah, because he looks like a dumpster man. He does. There's a lot of jokes like that. He parks in a handicapped spot, and then one guy's like, This is handicapped. And Danny DeVito goes, Do I look normal to you? Um, so that's cool. Uh, so Arnold goes looking for him, finds him. Uh, it's a reluctant partnership. Uh, they're very different, which is funny, but they're very much the same which is also very funny. Uh, so it's a fish out of water story, Jared, because Arnold doesn't know how to do things. Uh, he then gets raped by Kelly Preston. Uh, yeah, your ears perked up when I said that. Uh, he does. Uh, she she takes advantage of him because he's never kissed a girl. And she's like, look at this hot bod. She walks him, walks in on him showering, even though it's like a huge invasion of privacy. She's like, what are you doing, baby? Um, so there's that. Yeah, that's what happens in the movie. If you had seen it, you would know. He's shaking his head because he doesn't believe me, but he's the weird guy who's never seen Twins. Um, <laughs> and then they get into all sorts of hijinks and shenanigans with the loan sharks and finding their mother, and uh, everyone feels better at the end. Wow. So I can't rate this movie. Uh, I have too no. much nostalgic sure. attachment to it. Uh, I don't know, man. Twins is fun. Yeah. If you had never seen it as a kid, you I... probably wouldn't like it, but... I would watch it just because
0: uh, I was like going through like, an, or, like a couple of Arnie phases, and I've yeah. always like not like you watched. Do. I just don't want to watch his comedies. I don't want to rewatch Kindergarten mm-hmm. Cop. Like
1: I know that's going to be a bad time. Well, um, I'll put it this way: some of his comedies actually hold up pretty well, yeah. like Jingle All the Way. No, which you could watch this Christmas. I could if but you were no. a good man. Oh, well. Uh, True Lies is a comedy, kind of. It's like action comedy. Action sure. comedy. Uh, I re- I watched Kindergarten Cop a couple years ago, and I remember it being wicked good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Junior is also wicked good, also Aww, starring Danny DeVito. Yes. And then there's like, was, was there not talk of like triplets? Yeah, triplets was gonna be the, be uh, them two with Eddie Murphy. Mm. Uh But it, it was supposed to come out. <sighs> they comedy. wanted to do it a couple of years ago, but it never happened. So I don't know. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Like. Twins is good fun if you're not, like, a dink about it and you're just like, you're like, I like uh, silent films from New Wave German, like was von Trier. Just watch Twins. Gotcha. All right. So, uh, that's it. I, I was trying to watch um, all sorts of fun twin movies. Cool. Yeah. Did you watch anything good? Probably not. Um, you didn't watch Twins. So. I, wa-
0: I did watch some films. Mm. Uh, first up, I watched a movie about like being a drug addict in New York. Ooh, <laughs> uh, called Heaven Knows What. It is mm-hmm. from the Safety Brothers, the, oh, the, no. the the boys who brought us Good Time. Uh, this is their movie that they did previous to that. That kind of like started their this this particular style they've come onto, which is like kind of seventies intertitles over mm-hmm. like grubby New York uh, characters. Mm -hmm. Um, and like, kind of like this, like kind of the, whatever you want to call it, synth wave score that like, you can't not see or hear when you're watching movies these days, uh, particularly independent Mm -hmm. movies. But yeah, this movie is just like, uh, hanging out with, uh, your, our lead actress who is a drug addict living like wherever she can and just hanging out with dudes and hot dudes, just dudes, scuzzy Mm -hmm. dudes. Um this movie okay. it feels very real. Um they, they, they did some excellent casting. Uh, finding people to like either look like it or they probably got some real ones thrown in there it felt like. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. This, like this movie is like quite well made. Um, I don't know. Like it's probably it's not a fun movie by any means. But I think like it doesn't like bog you down in dreariness either. But I mean, it all depends. Like when, when I am talking about, hey, RJ, do you want to watch a movie that's like about like heroin addicts in New York and like their day to day life? You'd probably be like. Mm-hmm. There's probably uh, there's some probably some '80s comedies I could rewatch from my grandma's
1: VHS uh, shelf. Uh, so yeah, I would rather watch Turner and Hooch than then whatever whatever this mumblecore ass shit is.
0: It's a little it's a little bit more polished, I think, than a mumblecore. But because uh, mm. it's part of their rise out of that, because uh, they definitely started off that way. Uh, but this, okay. this this seems to be demonstrating some. Uh, big more ambitions which i think pay off more in good time but yeah they're both like really good uh, i'd say if you're like good time yeah. you should definitely watch heaven knows what cuz i think this movie like uh it was under discussed and like i don't think there was like an easy way to watch it it didn't get like really a big theatrical release or anything like that mm-hmm. but uh i mean i went found myself a copy and watched it and i was like yep this is really good these safety brothers are very talented i like Which the- one would you watch first? Uh good t- I, w- I would watch good time cuz i think that's like probably the most palatable of the movies. Cause it's got your Robert right. Pattinson. It's kind of like an, it's mm. almost got kind of like a crime movie vibe to it where heaven knows what is just like a, like a drama uh, about, yeah. about sad, depressing people. Uh, and it's got a, oh, what's his name? Uh, Caleb Landry Jones as, oh, yeah. a, as, as a scumbag RJ. Can you imagine nice. that? Mm-hmm. Playing a drug addict? It's like, Oh, this is fresh for him. Um mm-hmm. but yeah I know it's like I don't know if you've spent any amount of time near a public library or downtown uh or mm. or in the uh, around an opiate crisis uh this movie feels very like accurate to that uh to that life that's happening mm-hmm. all around the world I think so was, which one has hotter dudes uh, I don't know Robert Pattinson or Caleb landry Jones r j mm, tough call would who would you rather? Tough call. Yeah, they're both... Uh, Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito. Uh, so yeah, no, I, I yeah. thought the movie was very cool, uh, very mm-hmm. good. Um, and then, RJ, I watched an RJ pick uh, mm-hmm. that you talked to me about after we recorded last week, because we were talking really? about that Jason Siegel cat, and you're like, Jared, oh. I noticed that you haven't watched uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. And yeah. you're like telling me it was on Netflix. You seem to be putting. Mm-hmm. And, and I was like, well, you know, I'm primed for some Jason Siegel in my life now. I, mean, I guess now or never, better watch some Forgetting Sarah Marshall, some yeah. l- late 2000s comedies, <laughs> which, you know, they're so great. Um, oh, no. So uh, I watched uh, most of this uh, at, during my lunch hour at work. Uh, and then I finished you it up her. later that night. Um, there's elements of this movie that i like but yes my biggest problem and this is like a thing with like a lot of these like it's not even judd apatow comedies but like comedies that are like two hours long that mm-hmm. that is just not
1: needed it is not necessary that's a constant complaint of yours
0: no or a freak
1: that's a frequent uh about length of movies thing that you have yeah. yeah well no especially comedies Oh yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that you're wrong. I'm just saying that is something mm-hmm. you bring up a lot. Okay. Is you, anything over 90 minutes for comedy, you're usually checked out on. I I just because well, usually there's not enough
0: in these movies to ever justify it. We're like, right. like, in this movie, there's just scenes where I was like, why is this here? Like, this is just mm-hmm. padding. Like, there's the one bit where it's like Jason Siegel is like chatting with Bill Hader on their laptops and they're skyping, and <laughs> yeah. it's just like dead. It's just not funny. And I'm like, this yeah. is just in here just cause because yeah. they thought it was funny. But it's you not. also hate Bill Hader, right? I don't really like Bill Hader, no. But he's not he's not in this enough to like totally derail things. So anyway, so for those who don't know, forgetting Sarah Marshall, uh, Jason Siegel is a musician who is dating... Mm-hmm. What's her name? Uh, uh, Dax Shepard. K- like. Kristen Bell? Yep. Yep. So yep. they're dating. She's like an actress on some like CSI type of shitty show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then... He thinks things are going great. She shows up one day and breaks up with him. And mm-hmm. his life's a mess. He just tries to have some sex with a bunch of ladies uh, pretty, effort, yeah. eff- pretty effortlessly. But he's still really despondent and sad. Yeah, And everyone's like, hey, yeah, you just need to like maybe get away from here for a little bit. So he mm-hmm. decides to fly to Hawaii and just go by himself and be a sad sack. But mm-hmm. as it turns out, his Sarah Marshall ex-girlfriend, she's also in Hawaii where we find out she's dating pop sensation Russell Brand playing this like musician dude. Uh Um, And like, I don't know. So I don't really know Russell Brand at all. I know that like, I know that people hate him. Um, but like, I, yeah. I, I kind of remember like, there was like that video from several years ago of like, Revol- like revolution that he did some on some like British show ages. It was just like silly. Like he, like mm. he, he like read no logo or something like that. No logos. And like, he got woke and he was just like espousing shit on this talk show and people were like, mm-hmm. wow, this is mind blowing. This is really happening changes here. Um, and that's all I kind of really know about Russell Brand. I don't like watch any of Cause he's
1: a comedian, right? He's like a stand-up guy. Is that accurate? Mm-hmm. And then he's Russell doing... Brand? Yeah. He's like one of those mu- musical stand-up dudes. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Like if you know what I mean. I, okay. So he's, so it's comedy stuff. Okay. Well, yeah,
0: uh, yeah he was like in that for, Bring Him to the Greek. Is that when, Get him to Get, the get him. Yeah, with the Jonah Hill, who also yeah. shows up in this movie. Yeah, uh, that movie's not great. Yeah. So um, that's the movie essentially It's, uh, him being sad That his mm-hmm. girlfriend's there But, uh, to Jason Segel's pleasure He gets to hang out with, uh, Miss uh, Mila Kunis mm-hmm. Who probably is, like, the highlight of this movie in some ways Cause she's just like She's pretty good Yeah, she's just got a lot of great presence to her. She's super charming. She doesn't like, she's not even particularly a good actress or anything in this movie. Uh, yep. she just gets to be herself, which is like, you know, enough. Mm-hmm. Jason Siegel gets his cock out a bunch in this movie. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. He goes, he goes for it all the way. Yeah. and uh, why not? And Why not? Uh, Paul Rudd shows up in this, which I feel yep. like was part of your agenda of me watching this. Cause we <laughs> were talking about Paul Rudd last week. Yeah. Um, I like Paul Rudd. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. This movie's like, Okay. Like, I don't know. it's I, I would never watch it again. Uh, it, there's nothing like, I don't know. It's usually with these comedies. There's got to be like one moment where I, I just like burst out laughing and I can't mm-hmm. believe they're doing something. Um, I guess like the closest they get there is like the uh, the Dracula puppet musical stuff. Yeah. Which is like, oh, it's almost there, but it's not enough. And it's too, it's too <laughs> nice. It's almost too nice of a movie i see um well that's
1: about as much as i could have hoped for i guess Uh, i like that movie uh i watched it uh when it came out Mm -hmm. and uh, i think i like it even more so because me and andrea quote things from that movie all the time Mm -hmm. Uh, sir just you know small things like when he's drinking all those things and he's talking about being on sex in the city and he's like i'm samantha I yeah. have sex with everyone. See, yeah, I no, see, there, no like oh, for okay. me. see, I didn't yeah.
0: talk about this. So no, when I was watching it, I could totally, I totally was like this, RJ really likes this movie. Yeah. I, I think he probably feels like Jason Segel's yeah. like a spirit animal. And mm-hmm. uh, like, cause it's very, uh, I can see there's a lot of you in Jason Segel's performance. And I don't mean that like you're like, you're not like the character, but you definitely there's like, cause he wrote this. And so like there's a lot of him in it and his sensibilities and they're very Mm -hmm. much in line with your sensibilities, uh, off, off podcast. I don't know. It's not so much your persona here uh, behind the curtain here, uh, not Mm -hmm. so much on here, but like definitely just being watching. I'm like, Oh yeah, no, I can see why RJ likes this movie quite a bit.
1: Yeah, I, I, uh, to be very honest, I, I, I do re- feel like I relate to uh, old Jason Siegel. Mm-hmm. I think him, I think him and me are on the same wavelength. Yeah, you know, which so is like. also, I think,
0: why you really like the end of the tour as well.
1: Yeah, I did. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I like Jason Siegel, man. He's just like us. He's just like me. Just like tall you. dude with a bang and dong just letting it hang out yeah. you know for everyone that hey that takes bravery man not every guy can just do full frontal my i think the last movie that i really thought i related
0: to that was like a comedy like i used would be greenberg uh just <laughs> i like Oh, that gem yeah greenberg's great yeah. and uh yeah ben stiller uh man he that character it's like fuck i fought this stuff all
1: the time that's to me that's my spirit animal movie Yeah, you do relate to Ben Stiller a lot. (laughs) Like, 90s fairly brother Ben Stiller.
0: You know, okay, so today I was just listening to a a podcast that was recapping, like, this big, long-ass interview with a former WWE writer, and apparently, according to this guy, Vince McMahon's favorite movie is There's Something About Mary. Nice, and apparently because nice. he thinks it's like the perfect wrestling movie, but I, I would really like to know what he's talking about when he says that. And so I've been like, "Oh, weird. and so then we you know, you're just mentioning Fairly Brothers and Ben Stiller. There must mm-hmm. be something in the air.
1: There's some,
0: you you know a brother, but no, Dad. Uh, uh, hey, that that the that Fairly Brothers trilogy in the nineties. That is uh, that's that's great a comedy. You mean Stuck on You, right?
1: No. They, oh, okay. after something that, about that's what w- i should have watched this fucking week is stuck on you yeah god you blew it wait did you ever give my copy back I, I, yes you did <laughs> the copy i purchased at blockbuster when they went out of business for <laughs> a buck mm-hmm. i still i i stand by that play yeah, that was another rj pick uh,
0: that yeah. also is a comedy that is unrated by me i believe you didn't finish that one no i didn't that that movie had no yep. qualities that i appreciated forgetting sure Marshall was watchable
1: yeah, it's got some fun stuff. Like mm-hmm. I said, there, there are certain just very small things, not even big jokes, very small minds that uh, me and Andrew say to each other all the time. So There you go. I like it. I like that Jason single. Mm-hmm. I'm going to watch more of his movies. Cool. <laughs> what about you? Did you watch anything
0: else? Well, uh, I also watched... Compl- so this is a weird thing. So I watched Sisters. And after that, I was like, I just yeah. got a bunch of stuff in the mail. Finally, all these packages I ordered from sales and whatnot... Um, they all showed Mm -hmm. up at once and, uh, I just was like, oh, watch, uh, Madhouse, this movie Madhouse, this Arrow release. I don't know what this movie's about. I'm going to pop it in. And then as, uh, I'm watching this movie, uh, I'm like, wait, this movie's about twin sisters and one's like normal and the other one's evil and has a evil dog. And I'm like, huh. Well, that's strange. I just happened to watch this movie about evil sisters. And then I was like, hmm, I wonder if there's any other movies that I could watch that have evil sisters or twins in them. And mm-hmm. strangely enough, there was one that I also just received in the mail, a movie called Disconnected. So I'm like, well, mm. that, that, yeah, like completely. Like, I just literally got this like that day. And I'm like, well, I guess my weekend's all sorted. So Madhouse is uh, just, yeah, what I guess was saying, it's a movie about a, a woman that like was terrorized by her twin sister when she was a kid. She's never gotten over it. She finds out mm-hmm. that her sister is like now in the hospital and dying of some horrible disease that's disfigured her. So she looks different, which is a nice way of mm-hmm. getting around that twin sister thing. And uh, that, that her, like I don't know, she escapes from the hospital and uh, breaks into the house mm-hmm. that the sister is now living in and starts stalking around in the basement that's under renovation. Uh, and then the, the evil, like, Brottweiler dog appears again. It's like, I'm not sure if it's like a ghost or just another dog that's evil. Uh, mm. And it's just like, I mean, it's, just, it's a slasher. And the dog yeah. disposes of people. Um, it kills a child off camera um and it's kind of almost funny because it's like, oh, that they're just carting away a child that's dead. Does it look cool? The dead child yeah, <laughs> uh and just no you don't even see it you, it's just oh. like it's just a blanket over a dead child and you're like, oh, I guess that's what happened uh-huh. in that scene. It's just like nothing like you don't even see anything they didn't yeah. not they didn't go all the way um there's a couple of odd weird moments. the movie's actually really well shot. Mm-hmm. Um, actually kind of looks terrific there's some strange Japanese stereotypes thrown in there um, how strange uh, well it's just like oh why is this like the handyman here he is oh, Japanese men talk very funny <laughs> like that and you're just like Indeed, why is this in the movie? Just because oh, we'll have a Japanese guy and he dies, so it's all good. And mm-hmm. um, there's her doctor husband. I've watched so many movies this week that this one's like faint for me. The thing I remember most of it because this is crosses over into uh, the RJ don't watch list. But I would Uh-oh. argue, I would argue that this one like it, it, it's funny enough because it's so like. <laughs> so unbelievable. What happens is, so Evil Dog starts pursuing people. And it's like every time it's like obviously a puppet dog hand that's like chewing out people's throats. Mm-hmm. Um, it does that a couple times. And then at the end, it's chasing after the uh, main character's doctor boyfriend. He like kind of gets into a room, hides in there, but then the dog's head bursts out through the door, and it's just, like, this puppet head that's sticking out. Nice. And he puts it into a headlock, and he grabs the only thing that's available to him, which is a power drill. And then he just... <laughs> and so he then power drills the dog's head from the top down. Um, but it's just, like, I don't know. I just couldn't help but just, like, laugh at this, like, absurdity of just, like, this puppet dog head getting drilled. Um mm-hmm. So... That's about it for the animal cruelty side of it. Uh, it's, it's, I put it in the. What's that one movie I watched uh, during Halloween? Uh, Man's best friend, which has the hilarious oh, scene right. of the uh, the cat being uh, eaten by the dog puppet. Yeah, classic.
1: Yeah, I don't like the sound of that either.
0: Nah, buddy. it's... it's oh, I'm not even going to talk about the sick fucking movies I stumbled across this week. Uh, mm. So, the other one, Disconnected. Uh, this is a one that I had never heard of, but uh, Vinegar Syndrome had this sale on. This was one of the new movies that came out for it. And it's like a 80s slasher about a woman and her twin and a guy's killing women in Los Angeles and I was mm-hmm. like this sounds p- like it's got some potential it could be like a one of those uh, undiscovered classics and it's getting a restoration uh this movie is quite the slog and like it is clearly not a very well-made movie either mm-hmm. um yeah I don't know it's like I don't even it's
1: Why don't you like tell me how you
0: really feel well You so it's a movie that's supposedly about twin sisters, but the movie like only has one actress. And they really don't try to like even be tricksy and be like, hey, look, they're Mm -hmm. both here at the same time. No, they're just like shooting two like there's like the two couples and they're just in completely different shots. Like they don't even look they're not even trying to be tricky and like have people over the shoulder. Like Mm -hmm. so it's just like, oh, these scenes were shot like one at a time with the actress having oh, to change okay. her hair it's yeah. it's so junky um and then it just like doesn't go anywhere uh, the last 20 minutes are like the longest 20 minutes of anything I've ever watched or like I was checking the time and I was like, Oh my God, it's only been seven minutes. It felt like <laughs> 20 minutes and mm-hmm. then I check again. I'm like, Oh my God, it's only been five minutes. When is this fucking going to wrap up? And then it does like a montage of like previous footage in the movie. Cause it's like mm-hmm. maybe a dream, but then it's not really, it's just disjointed. <laughs> Because it's called Disconnected, RJ. And uh, so, yeah, I don't know. This movie feels like more of like an art house horror experiment rather than like anything conventional at all. Uh, It it seems to give up on itself pretty early on. It's got some good music thrown in there. It's got some XTC. Uh, The one band that's playing in the movie in the club, it's actually uh, John Bryan's old band. John Bryan being the man who went on to score uh, like Boogie Nights, P.T. Anderson stuff, mm. Punch Drunk Love. Mm-hmm. But it's mm-hmm. like this, his like early, I don't know, 80s, new wave kind of band. So the music in it's decent, but yeah, yeah. I don't know. I wouldn't really, really recommend anybody watch this. But um, that's part of the the discovery of movies that get released. And you're like, maybe this will be that special movie. I want to be ahead of the curve and watch it. And sometimes you just go, oh, but it is mm-hmm. fun on Letterboxd seeing all these people that I follow who all bought the movie as well and getting their different reactions to it. Mm. And people are trying to make excuses of like, well, I thought this movie was pretty good. I, I think I'd try to have to watch it again to see what it was really like. But I'm like, well, life's too short. <laughs> mm. I mean,
1: yeah, I don't know why you do the things that you do. Mm-hmm. I honestly feel like you would have a better time in life if you just watched the movies I watch, watch like Twins. Twins. Yeah. You would have had fun. And you would have laughed, you would have cried, you would have learned. Mm. And you would have been a better person yeah. at the end of but it. But
0: everyone knows what Twins is.
1: Yeah, everyone knows what Twins yeah, is. Yeah, I, I could look at the the old
0: VHS cover and go, I know exactly what to expect from this movie. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah but everyone knows what it is because everyone's seen it, yeah. except for monsters like you. Mm-hmm. Like me. Uh, yeah. One last movie I'll talk about,
0: I guess, uh, is another, sure. an A24 movie. Mm-hmm. Uh And that movie is Mississippi Grind, <gasps> and this movie stars one Ryan Reynolds. And, oh, and, right. And your boy was it uh, Ben Mendelsohn? Uh, yeah, Ben Mendelsohn's pretty good. He's I, I heard in uh... you, you you have flip flopped on him because I remember like a few years ago you you really didn't like that guy, and I was always like, who are you talking about? I'm like, yeah, he's in Dark Knight Rises, and I'm like who is he in Dark Knight Rises? And, like, I really had no idea. Oh, yeah. And it wasn't like – I think this is like, the first movie where I was like, I don't even know who this guy is, but he actually, like, Mm -hmm. had a lot to do because he was the main character. And I was like, I kind of vaguely remember him in Animal Kingdom, but just barely because it's been a while since I've
1: seen that movie. He was in that movie, that Western I didn't really like, uh, Slow West. Which is also
0: an A24 movie and is on my watch list because – it's coming you, up yeah
1: i'd my, like to see what you think about that oh michael fastbender yeah your buddy um i don't know yeah i don't know about ben Mendelssohn. um like he's fine he seems like a good actor but there are sometimes i see him and i'm just like uh, i also heard that uh, that dude is just an absolute fucking piece of shit prick in real life
0: <laughs> why
1: uh, what, what that's what people say what's the scoop that people just say that like on set and stuff like that, he's just a real piece of shit and he's like a real prick to everybody. Huh. So uh that doesn't like I don't care. I'm never gonna meet him, but uh you know, that adds a little fuel to that. It's good to know that he's a piece of shit in real life. Like uh, yeah. not just on screen. Yeah. So, like, because he always plays that role too. So, it just leads me to think that role that he's always playing, like, really sleazy, fucking, like, dink, like, dink guys. You know what I mean? Like, little dinks. Like, uh, not, he's not just like that Jason real, Siegel. Like. Nah, big dick swinging, long dong, duck dong. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yep. so, Mississippi Grind,
0: uh, mm-hmm. Be- oh, Ben Mendelssohn. He's a Mendelson. He is a degenerate gambler. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he gets crosses paths with Ryan Reynolds, who is also he's like a gambler for fun, and he's like free and easy and living his life. And yep. they, they hit it off great because Ryan Reynolds' character just like likes everybody, and like there's really no real thing you can say badly about him. He just seems mm-hmm. to just get along with folk and wants to uh, beer for a good time, not a long time. Oh, and yeah, uh, yeah so. Uh, Ben's uh, <laughs> broke and has borrowed money from everyone and everywhere, so he needs to get out of town and maybe break his streak. And now he's got his new good friend, Ryan Reynolds, who's like, good luck as well. Like, things are turning up. And he's like, yeah, man, this is going to be great. We should go down to Mississippi and, like, make all this money on hitting the towns and mm-hmm. everything's going to work out. And it's like, well, you're – but degenerate gamblers, things don't work out for degenerate gamblers because they just blow all their money and because they just – they got to get that one big win and they mm-hmm. and they just wind up with nothing. So, it's that type of movie. Uh, It's a light, breezy, uh, generic movie in a lot of ways. Yeah. Uh, I was kind of, like, when I was watching this, I started compiling a list of uh, movies about degenerate gamblers. Uh, Oh. Because there's actually, like, a lot of good movies that are, like, in that. uh, Rain Man? uh, Yeah. Rain Man would be in that, too, I guess. Right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Haven't you ever
1: been to Kmart? Fuck.
0: Fuck. Where's my where's my list here?
1: Yeah, I don't don't know know. offhand. Rain Man, uh, The Hustler. Yeah. Uh, uh,
0: P. T. Anderson's first feature film, Hard Eight. We got California Split, one of my favorite Robert Altman movies. Uh, there's good old Cockfighter with uh, Warren Oates. Uh, there's Bob Le Flambeau, which is a future creep. Uh, Hard Times with uh, Chuck Bronson and James Coburn. Yeah. Uh, Heat that I just watched with Burt Reynolds. Mm-hmm. Uh, Killing of a Chinese Bookie, another uh, future creep. Old John Cassavetes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mm-hmm. guess like you could argue that Miller's Crossing is also in
1: that. Yeah. You forgot uh, National Lampoon's Vegas Vacation.
0: I've never actually seen that one. Oh, fuck it off. <laughs> you know, I had the opportunity to watch that movie years ago. Uh, like, there was, like, if you had, like, I think perfect attendance or something like that in school, you got a free movie, and <sighs> you, you just got to spend the afternoon going to a movie. And it was either I could see National Lampoon's uh, Vegas Vacation, or I could watch a Looney Tunes, like, compilation of, like, a whole bunch of video. Mm-hmm. And I went with the Looney Tunes, and that was, like, really awesome, watching, like, We're- Looney Tunes on a big screen.
1: You know, I've heard this story before. Weren't you the only person who chose Looney Tunes as <laughs> yes, the whole school? Yes, yes, I was, RJ. I was
0: the yeah. only person that went to the Looney Tunes screening. Yeah, well see that that says something.
1: Yeah. That says something.
0: And just, that was like in junior high too, so I wasn't like a little kid. No, they all
1: wanted yeah. to see Las Vegas Vacation because that movie had tits. Oh fuck yeah. That movie's wicked. It's got hookers and you know, gambling. Mm. I have the four pack, I'll lend it to you. Um <laughs> So you got a lot of movies to watch. A lot of RJ picks. Twins. I think I actually Vegas Vacation.
0: I don't know if I have that four pack because I do. I still actually need to watch uh, Vacation and European Vacation as well. Because you've never seen those either. If I've seen them, I do not r- separate them out in my mind. Like they're they're God. foggy memory. But I but I've seen Christmas Vacation more than my fair share. Eh, way too way, way too many times. Uh, so, yeah, Mississippi yeah. Grind is a fine drama. Uh, it's not particularly memorable. It doesn't go anywhere interesting. There's no big, amazing scenes. Uh, Ryan Reynolds is good, and Big Ben, the other Big Ben, uh, min- yeah. minor Ben,
1: he's, like, good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, so yeah, I don't know. That all sounds about like an accurate description of that (sighs) movie. I
0: I know. So far, working my way through these like uh, minor A24 films, they're like, it's just confirming why. Yeah, no one really talks about these ones as much as like the big ones. Um, I'll be seeing Lady Bird next week at some point. uh, Mm -hmm. And uh, whenever Disaster Artist actually shows up, I'll probably go see that too. Um, Right. Yeah, so I don't know. We'll see how that all plays out. And then, yeah, I'll, I'll probably talk about this next week when I watch some more, but uh, I realize in watching all these Canadian movies that mm-hmm. I have really not watched any French-Canadian movies at all. Like, well, I've, I've seen, like, one. And I'm like, that's, that's wacky because generally speaking, like, outside of, uh, like, Canada, most people talk really highly about these French-Canadian movies, Mm -hmm. Um, and people disparagingly talk about English-Canadian movies. I'm like, maybe I should check it out. And so far, it's been going pretty well. But uh, I've got about four or five more movies lined up in my queue uh, that I'll probably watch, and after that, maybe I will
1: report back. Yeah. Well, I think it's got... This is off uh, behind-the-scenes, off-cast, but I think it's got something to do with your flaming prejudice against French people. Uh, like the reason why I haven't watched any. Yeah. I remember one time I offered you like an eclair or something and you're like, fuck that French shit. And you threw it in the lake or something like that. It was really weird because I think those are Italian. Huh? I don't know. Well, yeah, you hate French people. <laughs> Fascinating. Yeah, that's weird. I don't know. This is these. Are, I'm I'm just telling it like it is. That's why I'm on this show.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Tell Tell it like it is.
0: Okay. Okay, uh-huh. um, I'll leave it at that for now. Nice. Um, so,
1: hey, RJ, you got any news Yo. for us? I saw a little tidbit that might interest you. Ooh. You know that uh, movie Darkest Hour with Gary Oldman
0: uh, about Winston
1: as- Churchill? Oh, that's Gary Oldman. No way. Yeah, uh, so when me and Jarrett went to see Dunkirk... Uh, I don't know if we ever talked about this on the show, but there was a trailer for this Darkest Hour show, and it was showing like Gary Oldman as Winston Churchill for a while, and then like in big credits, is like Gary Oldman is Winston Churchill, and the guy right beside us was like, "No way," <laughs> like he, like didn't believe it. Oh, no way! Like he was such a genuine response. Is like, well, yeah, they didn't get well, Winston. I, 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 I believe in it the was like. Movie. I want to say it was like that's Gary.
0: Gary Oldman. <laughs> He's like, yeah, that's, no way. What, that's what the words on the screen said.
1: Yeah. yeah. Fuck. So anyways, you know that movie? Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, Gary Oldman smoked uh, $20,000 worth of cigars and experienced serious nicotine poisoning. Huh. So I looked it up. I was like, that's a lot of cigars. Apparently, he smoked 400 at $50 a pop. Jesus. So uh, that's commitment to the craft, baby. That's method. It's method acting. so I thought that was neat. I like stuff like that. Cool. Yeah. What about you,
0: dog? Well, I just read that the uh, U.S. Library of Congress's National Film Registry has made their film inductions for this year. Is that uh, a thing? Yeah, it's a big thing. Every time you go to a Wikipedia page, Jesus, buddy, calm down. <laughs> it, it's just the it's just I'm the sorry. Library of Congress <laughs> Film Registry. Holy crap.
1: These stupid mics are so huge, they just get in the way. All right. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Keep talking about your library. Simmer down.
0: No, you'll like, I mean, whenever you check out a lot of these, like, big movies, these iconic movies, Wikipedia will mention that in 1997, blah, blah, blah was inducted into the Library of Congress National Registry because it's about protecting and preserving these films for all time. Uh, Mm -hmm. And they're like, the, the only reason, like, I think anyone even remembers this is because back, uh, In the day, uh, George Lucas was trying to, like, meddle around with Star Wars and, like, switch out the Star Wars that the Library of Congress had, which is, like, the original cut, and, like, slip in his special edition. Mm -hmm. Because he's like, this is the preferred version. And they're like, "Mm no. And there was, like, some sort of fight. I don't know who won that. But I remember, like, that was back when people got really mad about George Lucas's involvement with things and trying to rewrite history, and it became a joke. But now he has nothing to do with anything,
1: and people just go,
0: oh, boy, Star Wars and Porgs.
1: What's well, sort of like poetry, you know, they rhyme. Yeah. Yeah. Classic. Some people will get that.
0: Yeah. Um. So uh, I've got a list here of a few of the movies. There's a bunch of stuff that you would never, ever heard of in your life. Uh, so I won't waste your sure. time. Uh, but right, right at the top here, Die Hard. Hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Have yeah. we ever talked about Die Hard on this show have, before?
0: Have we ever talked about how it's the best Christmas movie ever, according to some? Do you mean the internet?
1: Do you mean according in, to the internet? Individuals on the internet. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna. I might lose a friend or two that listen to this show here. I don't think Die Hard's that good. Uh, I, yeah, I don't care that it's a Christmas movie. Does that, so there it is. I said it. Yeah, it's, it's off my chest. Yeah. I had to say it.
0: P- yeah, people like to say it because it's like, oh man! But you didn't know that Die Hard had Christmas in it. People don't talk about that. Did I just blow yeah. your mind? <laughs> That, yeah, I know. Like I, everybody uh, knows, it's lazy. It's it's like whatever. Come on, everybody knows. You know whatever. Like, so, uh, yeah. Anyway, it's kind of like no. You know what the best Christmas movie ever is? It's it's A Wonderful Life. It's like it, it, let's just let's just put that out there.
1: Really? Yeah. yeah, It it really is. Like, well, maybe we'll see one day one whether or not that days.
0: that fucking thing holds up. Oh man, you'll see. Okay, yeah. so uh, Die Hard, Dumbo, nice. Field of Dreams. Oh, nice. Uh, a l- little film called Gentleman's Agreement. <laughs> your one of your favorites. Uh, the Goonies.
1: Oh, okay. That,
0: that's another movie that like kind of is like sort of yeah. the diehard club. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, I get it. You really like this movie because you watched it when you were a kid, but it's okay. Uh, yep. Guess who's coming to dinner? Uh,
1: oh, <laughs> for a second I thought you're. Uh, I thought you talking about the uh, the Bernie Mac one uh no the the remake guess who Mm. or whatever i was like why the fuck is that movie going in there Uh, okay anyways
0: keep going uh he who gets slapped which uh my friend steven who listens will appreciate me mentioning because rj has no idea what that is that's okay Uh, you know sounds like some old time shit oh it's old timey yeah uh la bomba
1: Ooh,
0: I like that movie. That's a good show. Uh, Only angels have wings, which is a future creep one day, and that movie is actually really, really good. It's got your main man mm-hmm. Cary Grant uh, with with a ridiculous hat. It's like the biggest hat you've ever seen, and and like in like total like like nipple high pants. I can't wait oh, for it's, that. It's really good. Uh, yeah, Spartacus, which is really crazy. Mm-hmm. You would have thought by now Spartacus would be in Superman. Yep.
1: Which just Richard Donner, Donner. yeah, yeah, Yeah.
0: okay. Titanic, right, yeah. And uh, one last one I'll mention is uh, Memento. Ooh, Mm -hmm. girl, that's pretty sweet. Yeah, Yeah. I like I like some of those entries. Yeah, there's like yeah, there's like uh, other like uh, I think four little girls, the Spike Spike Lee documentary, and like just a bunch of like short film stuff from like the 1904 and. Bits and pieces like that, some short films.
1: But yeah, those were the cool. the highlights that I'm like, RJ would actually know what these are. When does our uh, American Congress Library uh, podcast start? <laughs>
0: um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I think there was some podcast at one point called the Canon. I'm sure that that's, mm-hmm. that's essentially what it was. Looking at figuring out that it's just like the big mm-hmm. movies, big American movies that like should be talked about. I guess I don't know. It's all I don't know. Is all... twins in there? Ah, uh, it could be. I mean. Fill the nice. dreams, Dumbo. Sure. Nice. Why not?
1: What, what do you mean? What do you got against Dumbo? It's fine. Dumbo's cool. Oh my God.
0: I I, I don't I've watched the what, original five Disneys.
1: They're good. But No Heart Duncan. Add it I, again. I, I
0: I think that like uh Snow White is like an absolutely amazing, beautiful looking movie, but it's like kind of just like a movie and I don't know. Bambi's like looks cool. It's neat that there's no humans in it. Um God, you're heartless. Yeah, it's fine. I can be heartless. I can be like yeah. fine. Uh, I'm not like oh, Wow. Wow. you going to oh, like Wow. I guess like what I'm saying, RJ is I I hate Disney. Fuck fuck. Yeah, fuck, I can
1: tell. Fuck, fuck the mouse, man. Die hard's a Christmas uh... movie. <laughs> So what? What are uh, you know that uh, rotten apples or whatever? Does that count for like? Wasn't Walt Disney like a flaming racist or something like that, or anti semite uh, or something? Um, that
0: might be something cooked up
1: by enemies of Disney. I don't. Oh know. shit! We'll thaw out his head and we'll see if it's actually kicking. <laughs> let see what's up.
0: Yeah, we'll, we'll dip dig into the uh, alt fiction, the alt universe where Mm. all these things are true. Mm -hmm. Um, Nice. I don't know. So that was my news tib bit. All right. Well, I guess that's that. Yep. So after the break, we're going to munch down on some delicious 1970s birthday cake.
1: I don't like the word choice you use sometimes. (laughs) What?
0: Munch? Yeah. It's weird. (laughs) Munch? Joined twins, called Siamese, challenge life at their first breath. Some twins have been separated and lead normal lives. Others never can.
1: Sisters, they were once one in body and perhaps one in mind. Danielle and Dominique, one loving,
0: one hating, one innocent, the other...
1: Where does Danielle end and Dominique begin?
0: Sisters. Rated R. And we're back. This is the Criterion Creeps podcast, and tonight we're talking about Sisters from 1973, directed by Brian De Palma. The tagline of the film, They were joined at birth by the devil, and the evil never left them. Ooh. Ooh. (laughs) Spooky. And the synopsis provided here from Letterboxd.com. Inquisitive journalist Grace Collier is horrified when she witnesses her neighbor, fashion model Danielle Breton, violently murder a man. Panicking, she calls the police, but when the detective arrives at the scene and finds nothing amiss, Grace is forced to take matters into her own hands. Her first move is to recruit private investigator Joseph Larch, who helps her to uncover a secret about Danielle's past that has them both seeing double. Mm. Oh!
1: oh.
0: So, uh, this movie was a rewatch for me. Uh, me this too. was a early criterion buy for me because, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, back in God post high school, I knew who Brian De Palma was cause he's like definitely probably one of the most mainstream directors like in America that's like, I think been in the creep at this point. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Maybe. Like, I mean, he's directed Scarface, and I mean, Scarface is a big deal, but I don't know if, like, a lot of people who watch Scarface go, oh, I'm going to check out the rest of these uh, these Hitchcockian references that Brian De Palma made. I don't to watch yeah. some blowout and whatnot. Like, I don't yeah. think that happens with uh, that, or people might maybe, be like, yeah. people are
1: big fans of Untouchables, but, like, they're not mm-hmm. Brian
0: De Palma fans
1: necessarily. Um, I, I was just thinking, maybe they're like uh, Scorsese or Rob Reiner. Those yeah. are probably some pretty hot dudes. Yeah, uh, you know. Well, they're
0: all and they're all part of the same scene. The mm-hmm. the, 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 the brat pack from that, from that. The
1: brat pack. Uh,
0: yeah. Well, yeah, Scorsese. Oh. Yeah, no, because uh, yeah, Scorsese and De Palma definitely. I'm not sure about Rob Reiner. <laughs> uh, how oh, he would fit into that? His dad is Carl Reiner, so he got in another door. But yeah, like mm-hmm. they're like the '70s New York dudes. Um, yeah. and anyway, so I'd seen Sisters, uh, oh God, way back when, uh, I thought it was cool that this, like, there's this, like, cr- cr- sleazy genre movie in the Criterion mm-hmm. collection. I was like, nice. I love movies like this. Um, this was like back when it was like the early days of me wanting to watch kind of weird s- sleazy movies like this, the things that I have never seen before. Yeah. And that was kind of like what I thought about Sisters at the time, uh, And then, God, yeah, it's been forever since I'd watched it last. Um, It's still never Mm -hmm. come out on Blu-ray here. Um, But anyway, I'm actually more curious, RJ, what you think of Sisters before I go on.
1: Why is that? I don't know.
0: I'm I'm curious.
1: You're curious? I'm curious as to why you're so curious. (laughs) Oh, that's a hotline from a movie once. People would remember. Okay, well uh this was a rewatch for me too Jarrett. yeah yeah i've <laughs> seen sisters i'm i'm not uh i'm not totally naive to all all of these movies all the time mm-hmm. uh i watched this like uh i don't know two years ago maybe oh. three years ago okay when we when we started creeping heavy pre-podcast i think was when i uh, i busted it out in a creeptober so i know this ryan de palma guy <laughs> i've seen some of his movies i haven't seen blowout I haven't seen Dressed to Kill, so I, I guess I haven't seen the good ones. I saw Scarface when I was like 13, and uh, I thought it was the shit then, like all 13-year-old boys do. It's like, oh, man, that's so cool because of the power and the money and all that and yeah. and cocaine and hookers. Oh, yeah, it's so good. Chainsaws. And then gr- yeah, and then I grew up, and I was like, oh, yeah, that movie's not very good. It's kind of mm, weird.
0: It's for it's, it's it's audience sucks for sure. I
1: yeah it's the yeah exactly. We've talked about this before. The audience it's the same kind of people who love uh, Fight Club and The Fifth Element for me. I just <laughs> the fans ruined those movies so much for me. And it's just like I don't want to watch them anymore. Right, suck. Uh, so anyways, uh, I've seen this before. So it was a rewatch. Uh, when I first watched this movie, I liked it. I didn't really like it. I was kind of like, well, I like a lot of aspects of it, um, but I don't really see why it's this hot cinema, why it's in that Criterion collection, because I knew it was in there at the time. I think was why I watched it, but right. So I went in. I kind of knew the beats. So, so I didn't remember it all, I just kind of remembered the general overtone, right? Uh, Andrea watched this one with me, so okay. she, so I did. So, I got a rewatch uh, point of view from me, and then I got a first impression from her as well. Uh, so going in the second time, I think I actually liked it more than I did the first time. Um, I liked it, uh, I still don't think it's like great or anything mm. like that. Um, there are. there's a few certain elements that I think are really, really good. And then there's, I don't know exactly what it is. I think it kind of loses me at other points. Like um, it might be because there are some things I like a lot and then the rest of it's kind of there. So it just kind of loses me a little bit. Like there's some things I really like, uh, such as uh, like the split screen uh, scenes. Yeah. Where it's like that stuff, which is like, obviously, like that stuff is so cool yeah uh, but then there's some other really nice things that I like and it's not even like de Palma at like it's not based like just things he does. it's things everyone does uh like there's once th- there's certain scenes I like where um it's like there's dialogue going on and, and then the camera just kind of goes off on its own and just right. wanders. I really like scenes like that for some reason. I don't know why and it's it's like I was saying it's not really a de Palma thing, but um he does it well in this movie, so I thought that was really good. Uh, I like the story, too, because, as you said, it's kind of this weird genre horror story that, um, I guess, with our creeping, we, we're kind of used to it. Or not used to it, but we're not totally – it's not totally new because Dead Ringers fits in with this very much. Sure. In a sense. Like, it's it's kind of along a similar line. Well, the content
0: – there's, like, an initial idea, but, I mean, the execution is yeah. quite – quite different
1: <laughs> yeah the execution is very different Yeah. um there no there's like there are some scenes that i really like i think are really cool and uh i think the majority of the movie though like it's entertaining to watch uh there, there's not very many points in it where i lose interest or anything like that there's a couple there's mm-hmm. like one or two scenes where i, I was kind of checked out and I was like, just kind of looking at the wall. Yeah. I was like, what else is going on in this room, yeah. in the room I, I'm currently inhabiting? So it's like, I think I like, I, I do think I liked it more on a rewatch. But at the mm. same time, I, I still don't think it's great or anything like that. I think it's a pretty cool movie with some really good stuff. So th- there's like individual things I like too, but that's kind of my general take. So I don't know if you want to. Go on it, or if you want me to, you know, kind of rattle off of yeah. my other things. Yeah,
0: I yeah, I mean, I wanted to like maybe let you talk about what you wanted to say because I I didn't want to inf- I don't know I didn't want to indirectly influence Influen- you I guess sure with this, this one because it's like I don't know this movie I don't know this is probably so probably the third time I've watched it and I'd say it's probably yeah. like the, my least favorite viewing of it sure I, um. There's this some... like So I was watching this with Chanel. And this is a movie that, like... Uh, just from, like, a subject matter uh, area. Like, Chanel really mm-hmm. likes this movie. And, like, she like, remembers watching it when she was, like, a kid. And, like, being, like, right. this movie freaked her out. And she thought it was, like, really incredible. So she wanted to watch it with me again. Uh, mm-hmm. About, like, 15 minutes in this movie, she was just, like, fucking out. She just fell right asleep. And uh-uh. slept, slept, nice. through, slept through the whole movie. So I did not uh, get her mm-hmm. rewatch opinion of it. Um, but, like, so there's... Again, there's, like, some really good elements to this movie that I think yeah. carry it that are, like, very, uh, uh, like, they're the stuff that become iconic De Palma things, like, that you get, mm-hmm. like, more, like, with, like, carry or something like that or uh, blow up or blow, blow out. Um, mm-hmm. So you get the Bernard Herrmann score, which is, like, quite bombastic. And like, uh, yep. it's it's quite awesome, because uh, that was quite the get for him back in the day when Bernard Herrmann really wasn't doing those scores anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we get the those like the opening credits, which are actually quite neat with the uh, the menacing fetus.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> yeah,
0: I like it. Uh, we get the so like the opening shot of the movie. It's with. Um, the one guy who's in the change room, and then we get the the mm-hmm. pull the pull out as uh, Margot Kidder's character comes in and is like pretending to be blind and like. We're, and then it turns into a game show, which is like mm-hmm. kind of goofy now. Like it doesn't. F- it, it it reminded it, me of Terry Gilliam a little bit, a little bit, but it didn't even. It felt strange. Like it felt like yeah. this could have been done better. Like it seems like it's like a jokey like it's just it felt mm-hmm. re- off like it didn't feel quite right watching uh but there was like one thing i thought was real interesting was like cuz there's like the gaps between the side he was on changing and her side mm-hmm. and it was like the frames of it and i'm like wow frames within frames isn't mm-hmm. that fancy um and then we get introduced to uh Margaret uh accent her oh, another uh, french canadian her french canadian accent which yeah. is like pretty bad (laughs) like yeah i I didn't see a lot of people like complain about this online which is like weird and like the letterbox reviews i was kind of like looking at and i was like why are people not on more about this like it's pretty shit like they Mm -hmm. they would have known what people from montreal sounded like and she's just doing it and so this is like one of her like what first movies or something like that so she was and young and new and like well mm-hmm. your, your accent stinks and it's like why do you have a character why does she have to be from Montreal I guess it makes her more exotic for, uh, to be a yeah. foreign woman uh, but then we are introduced to uh, grade A creep William Finley uh, who plays the doctor oh, slash yeah, okay. husband the uh, hunchback guy uh, yeah, who, like, he shows up in a bunch of Brian De Palma stuff, uh, Phantom of the Paradise. He's, like, mm-hmm. the, main, the main character in that. Uh, he's always just lurking around. Uh, I mean... You think this this guy's limited in terms of like what he could be in? He was also in Eatin' Alive*, uh, *Toby* Cooper classic, and hamming it up real good in that. Uh, yeah, he I don't know, he's like he's great for movies though, because he looks so different than like regular human beings. Uh, he's just mm-hmm. he's he's great for cinema. Uh, and he's just creeping around in trench coats, doing strange things, and kind of like <laughs> just lending this weird air of menace. Because like the whole movie starts up with this like peeping tom sort of like uh voyeur kind of vibe, and then yeah. they they get they get set up on a date, uh, mm-hmm. or, or sorry, mm-hmm. they, the the one guy he gets tickets to the African room in New York or something like that, mm-hmm. and so uh, Margot Kidder goes up to him, well we should go out and hang out, and then they go on a date, and then they're like well, let's go back to my place on Staten Island, <laughs> um, and like it's like you don't know where this movie's going, like there's like yeah. no suggestions of what's going on other than this movie's called Sisters. Mm -hmm. Uh, they go back to this, uh, apartment of hers and, uh, they bang
1: (laughs) and it's like,
0: yeah, that's about it. And it's like, wow, everything's going to work out great. There's some casual comment about, uh, it being her birthday the next day and Mm -hmm. her her sister and their twins. You get the sense that there's like another person living in the apartment, but it's not very convincing. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's like pretty telegraphed. I think now in 2017 to be like, yeah, no, there's no sister. It's something else. Like it's her. She's crazy. Like you just deduce all these things really quick because this, this idea has been done so many times that you're waiting for the thorough (laughs) line of
1: like, what, yeah, what just to barge in for a second, yeah. Uh, and as I said, Andrea, this was her first watch, she figured it out right away, right? And I think she, yeah,
0: I don't know how it would have played in '73 to audiences at that time, but I mean, the whole like sh- the cast shadows and a conversation that's happening behind a room that's psycho, mm-hmm. it gets completely from that. Um, mm-hmm. and so we get the thing where uh, Margot Kidder, she's like in a lot of pain. Like she's like writhing around, she's taking these pills and there's like stuff where it's like, Oh, I better put these pills on the ledge of the bathroom sink and they better Mm -hmm. not fall down the drain. And it's like, you're just, you're just waiting for stuff to fall down the drain. And then it does. And it's like satisfying. So, I mean, there's like stuff that, you know, is like being set up for purposes. Um, and then we get the scene where, uh, uh, boyfriend here he goes and gets a uh, birthday cake made
1: oh, which is like the, the most excruciating icing scene you'll ever see it's so fucking good dude yeah oh man yeah. the happy
0: yeah, the happy birthday montage because it's like <laughs> the music it's like this like happy kind of music and it goes <laughs> Picked yeah. Out? Oh, yeah. No, that's like, yeah. I think that is like probably yeah. like one of my favorite moments in this movie is that. Yeah. Because it's, it's, it's all slow build. It's psycho. It's like, oh, where's this movie going? And then uh, boyfriend comes back with the birthday cake and he's like, hey, yep. baby, how you doing? And he's, he's like, got this big fucking kitchen knife that uh, she just
1: won. Nobody does that. <laughs> but like nobody, nobody's like, here's your cake. Say happy birthday. And then they put the knife under the cake. It's yeah. like, and hands it's you the like cake I get while it. Sleeping. You need it to, to make the movie movie go along but it's like that's nuts. Nobody has ever done that in the history of birthdays.
0: Ah, oh, you never know man.
1: There's a lot of people in the world, a lot of possibilities. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, whatever. Keep going. So anyway, uh, one thing leads to another, and uh, he starts shoving this cake in this like, girl's face that he just met. Mm-hmm. And she freaks out, grabs the knife, and proceeds to stab him in the crotch. Yeah. Like, right, and then we get some close-ups like of that. And then we get a nice, like, uh, kind of silhouette of her stabbing that knife right into the guy's face, right mm-hmm. through his mouth, which is pretty sw- cool. Um, yeah. And we're treated to some fake-ass blood. <laughs> Mm Because it it is bright red acrylic and him writhing around on the floor. Bernard Herman's score going all uh, Bernard Herman as he kind of tries to drag himself away from this crazed woman that's like, Mm -hmm. what's going on? What's happening? And she just uh, stabs him up and he's dead. But not before he starts to scrawl in blood uh, help on a window, which is seen Mm -hmm. by a woman that lives in an apartment across the street that woman turns out to be the inquisitive journalist, Grace Collier mentioned in the synopsis Mm -hmm. and she's like, Oh my God. And, uh, so she makes a phone call to the police saying, I've just seen a murder. Um, but of course, uh, we get a little, some nice artful things that you were talking about where there's like camera shots where characters are talking Mm close-ups of like her types of articles, which are very critical of the police. Um, and then she just wants to go in there, kick down the doors, be like this, where's the body. Um, but of course there's delays and things like that and this is when the split screen kicks in Um, and uh, the split screen it's like I mean I don't know uh, like how often this was used in movies but I don't think it was ever quite used in this way like in like kind of depicting Mm -hmm. simultaneous time and space in two places at once Um, and there's like it basically climaxes into like uh, like this hallway scene that is just like incredible like I think it's like a pretty amazing piece of film and I think probably the reason why sisters is worth talking about at all. Because yeah. I think like after, after a certain point in this movie, I was like, when I was watching this, I was like, I don't remember any of this. Like I all I remember is yeah. like a body in a couch and like people in couches being taken away. And after that, I'm like, mm-hmm. whatever the rest of the movie just continues on, which is still like over half the movie. And it's like completely unmemorable. Um, but yeah, so yep. yeah, we it's just all the tension uh we get like of um so William Finley, this doctor husband man, he shows up and he helps uh dispose of the body that seemingly uh Dominique, the other evil sister, uh has done. Well, mm-hmm. well, Danielle might have just been passed out in the bathroom, uh, and then we get this like I the thing I always remember about this movie is William Finley doing this hilarious trip, like oh the slip like, on the cleaner yeah oh it's so yeah. it's so dumb like because look it, he he clearly just like trips himself and it's like it's such a yeah. fake a fake ass trip kind of like the fake ass blood but it's like mm-hmm. but I I dig it uh but then we get like these like incredible like. You get the hallway, this red mm-hmm. hallway with a split screen. And the way that it separates the uh the screen, it becomes really disorienting because mm-hmm. he's turning a corner as he appears on the frame on the other side. It's really effective. Um yeah. and then of course this is contrasted to like the total whiteness of the apartment where the murders just happened. Um and yeah, it's just like sort of the whole you'd watch the detective do the whole thing with um with the Grace Collier character and Daniel Mm -hmm. Breton and it's like, where's the body? Where's it hidden? And they're trying to figure out what it is. And she's trying to like coax information out. We get the big Mm -hmm. aha moment where she gets the birthday cake and it's like, aha, it's got two names on it. You don't just live here by yourself with just you. And Mm -hmm. then she goes to show the cake to the detectives and then she trips and falls. And then the birthday cake goes in the detective's shoes. (laughs) What a waste. What a waste of perfectly delicious 70s Mm -hmm. birthday cake, which I noted on my Letterbox review and Oliver admonished me saying it looked gross like yellow sponge and i'm like that's the that's exactly correct that's what those cakes taste like and they taste really good until you like eat it again you go oh god this is so shitty and then you go years mm-hmm. without eating it but then you see it again and you go oh, i gotta have some of that anyway yeah. i digress um anyway <laughs> it's like i don't know after, that's all you have to say up to that point then you get the the investigation part, which is like the least interesting part of the movie. Um, yeah. We got uh, Charles Durning shows up uh, as the Joseph Larch, private investigator. And it's just like him, like trying to like go into the, ap- he goes into the apartment to find some more information and folders because yeah, it's like, that part's it, goofy. It, it's goofy. And people like, I doesn't, it doesn't even quite make sense like mm-hmm. where he is or how that relationship is. It's trying to be a rear window. And it's kind of like, yeah. it's not a very well executed rear window thing. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. So since you bring that up, uh, that is another thing Andrea said. She's like, that. this is just like that Hitchcock movie we watched, but it's not as good. And I was like, yeah, you're right. I was like, this is just th- like rear so window, that's, but not that, as that, good. That is, That's
0: basically been the Brian De Palma, th- th- like his life has been that. It's just like this, but not as good. There's, I mean, okay, I'd say there's way more to his movies than that. Um, yeah. but it's not a, like... I, I, I totally understand why people say that. Uh, yeah. So I don't know if you remember, but so Noah Baumbach, uh he actually made a, like, D- De Palma documentary. Um, yeah, I remember. I never watched no, it. But... It's it's a A24 distributed. Oh. Uh, <laughs> but it's like, if you're into Brian De Palma, it's worth a watch because you just get yeah. to relive a whole bunch of, like, the highlights of these movies. Um, mm-hmm. And so I just was just thinking about that because him explaining stuff in his own words, he's, like, a pretty seems like a pretty unpretentious guy, and he's, like, pretty honest Mm -hmm. about his stuff. He's just a New York boy who liked movies, like Hitchcock, and Mm -hmm. picks up on that stuff and kind of incorporates into his movies while making, like, really slick-looking stuff. I mean, there's, like, people talk about stuff like, oh, that's very De Palma-ish, so. Uh, I don't know. So then the movie kind of does like, see the, well, there's, there's some Hitchcock references in this that aren't Hitchcock, uh, cause they're not Hitchcock movies, but shock corridor, uh, gets referenced mm-hmm. in this because yep. we get, uh, where the, the investigation leads to like news footage of the, these twins that are like apparently really famous, but apparently no one in this no story has ever heard of. So yeah. it's like really odd. Like it just wouldn't make sense. Like in 2017 for the same story to play out mm-hmm. because maybe in the seventies, yeah. we didn't have, uh, technology to like search people and locate them even though like it's like this guy this is the worst private investigator in the world he's like break mm-hmm. into people's houses to find folders to be like huh this this like model who like it's like a famous Siamese twin that nobody knows about how, how did this escape the
1: world's knowledge yeah <laughs> yeah see that's one of the things too that like uh I, I don't like that much about this like that's one of the parts I check out is kind of that back end the last like 20-30 yeah. minutes because um like we talked, we talked about on shock order too. Like I don't think these people give like the human mind enough credit. Where it's like, yeah, I know you c- people can like get beat down and worn out to the point where they believe things that they're told. But like this one, it's like, it's like girlfriend was in that house for like an hour pretty and much she was injected with something and it's like and there, there are certain things that like <laughs> lead you to suggestion and like influence and stuff like that but not that extreme and i know it's one of the we talk about this all the time where it's one of those things where um it's a suspension of disbelief but then at the same time these like really like there are certain things that i just get really hung up on like uh, a lot of psych like uh, psychology stuff and especially like, like we talk about it before where it's like, you want to use 10% of your brain. It's like <laughs> people can get hypnotized and it's just like, uh, come on. It's like, these aren't real things. Like yeah. people have known that for fucking years. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, like I- I, I get what you're saying with that
0: but I guess like that part didn't bother me so much but what happens yeah. is is because of that scene so okay yeah so, yeah, she, so, she, that, she, so yeah. she gathers all this information together and then she's like she she does the the follow thing where she's like ah oh, they're going to this house what is this place oh mm-hmm. it's like an open concept loony bin essentially and yeah. it's like isn't this crazy all these crazy people are just wandering around they can do whatever they want and she used to be a person there and she just shows up and then like she's there like off hours and then when uh, William Finley shows up again he's like the doctor and he's like oh yeah. this is one of our new patients and then she just gets committed against her will she's like i'm a journalist i'm a journalist and then she gets locked up so that's the shock quarter thing and then like yeah. immediately she's drugged and then she gets hypnotized by finley being told that you never saw the murder nothing ever happened and then yeah. we get like the dream sequence <laughs> and uh-huh. like this like totally like kind of like i get I, I get what he was going for but it's kind of like this uh it's shot black and white unlike the rest of the movie. Mm-hmm. um it reminds me kind of of Rosemary's baby and repulsion. It's him like trying to do yeah. both yeah, those kinda. things and like there's like, oh, look at this crazy deformed person isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. and uh like, whoa, it's a nightmare escape it's so surreal but etc. cetera et cetera um yeah and then like the whole like end of the movie though it like it it everything plays out and the protagonist does nothing because she's passed yeah. out. And that's it. Like, it's kind of like, I mean, I guess she was, like, mm-hmm. never really the main character because she was just, like, happened to be a witness to this murder. And, like, the yeah. real drama is between the doctor and his patient and the mm-hmm. and the patient, like, or the doctor basically ruined, screwing this woman up with his experimentation with her mind and, like, separating her from her sister who died and all that. It's, like, that's, like, realistically the main story. But, like, it's not dramatically satisfying because you're like, wait, we the character that we spent the most amount of time was with the journalist who, like, mm-hmm. and then she's she's asleep for, like, the whole final end, end of the movie and then the bloodbath happens and people get stabbed up and sliced up mm-hmm. um, and that's the end. Um, and then, but, like, then we get the weird, like, ambiguous ending of, like, well, now she doesn't remember seeing the murder, so there was no murder. Yeah. And there's no body. And it's like, oh, the black guy is just, like, In a no one will look for uh, him in, in a couch in a field, hanging out with a cow with uh, Charles Durning hanging off yeah. from a telephone pole watching it with binoculars. It's a funny, great yeah. image, but at yeah. the same time, it's kind of like, it even does like the the end question work. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, isn't that cute? And I'm like, nah, I don't know about this movie. Yeah. It's like it has, like, it has like no ending. I'm like, no wonder I don't remember anything about this. Like, I remember everything up through the split screen. And then after that, it's just like, oh, the movie just finishes and there's like nothing going on. Mhm. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I uh I feel you man. I pi- I'm picking up what you're putting down. Mm. Like that's what I mean. Um I I do think I like this more than the first time I watched it. I think the first time I watched it I was I was pretty underwhelmed by it because I was like, "Oh, it's a Criterion horror movie. It's going to be good." And then uh, and then you watch it and you're like, "I guess it was good." Yeah. <laughs> like I I guess it's like we talk about this before too. It's like when you buy something because of like hype and then it, you're like oh that sucked but you're like you own it now you're like try to justify it you're <laughs> like i guess it was kind of good yeah um i feel like this kind of in there like i don't think it's bad or anything like that but there are definitely um it's not great no. like there it's like uh, i think we both kind of hit it where it's there's some really cool parts really good really good individual parts or elements mm-hmm. but as a whole it's a little flat because yeah there's just not a, not a ton there Um, and so, like, I liked it a little bit more than the first time I watched it. I do not think I will ever watch it again. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, that twice is enough. I'm pretty sure. Uh, Andrea enjoyed the first half hour. Yeah. And then after that, she was kind of just like, she was still like watching, but she was on her phone the whole time. She's like, I don't care as much anymore. And I was like, yeah, that's fine. Uh, I wrote down one thing. I thought that, uh, it was an Andy quote that I thought was really funny. Uh, when they go down to their apartment to bang at the start Mm -hmm. and uh, he's like putting his hand up her dress Yeah. And then there's like the huge surgical scar. scar? Yeah. And Andrea was just like, Yeah, girl, I don't feel that grafted skin at all. (laughs) Because his hand like goes over all this, like, he he misses it. Yeah, he misses it. His hand just goes, yeah. And she was just, she thought that was fucking insane. Okay. So, um, well, I, I can't wait. Anyways, yeah, continue. And, uh, and then the only other. Yeah, this movie's got a lot of dick slicing, which is pretty fun. Yeah, a lot of stabs right to the dick. And then the only other thing I want to say is that, um, as we were talking about uh, National Lampoons in the uh, preamble there, uh, the reporter lady, she's got like '90s trash mom hair. Where it's <laughs> kind, of, it's kind of like a mullet, but it's not. And uh, Andrew's like, because we were trying to figure it out, and I was like, she looks like '90s white trash. And then uh, Andrew's like, doesn't she look like that girl or that actress you really hate? And I was like, which one? She's like, you know, the really dirty one. And I was like, oh, Juliette Lewis. Because oh, I fucking she hate doesn't, Julius. Oh, Juliette she doesn't
0: Lewis. Look, she doesn't look anything like Juliette
1: Lewis. You look up Juliette Lewis oh. in Natural Born <laughs> Killers or something. and or Cape Fear. Cape Fear. And you'll see how white trash her hair is. <laughs> so anyways, that, that was all I really had to say about that. But okay. Sisters is, it's like it's alright. There's there's some cool yeah. parts. It's worth watching once maybe, but outside of that, I would never rewatch it.
0: Yeah, it's like right on the line for me. Uh, yeah.
1: Like I don't I don't dislike the movie. Oh, mm. I don't know. Dude, it sounds to be honest, it sounds like you do. I know. And, and that's fair. I like, I do not re- like it. That's I really
0: I really like the split screen. And I love the red hallway and stuff like that. I love those little bits, but man. It's, like, kind of a not that great of a movie in a lot of yep. ways. Um, That's fine, man. So, so, as always, if I have the opportunity, I like to try to watch um, remakes of these uh, movies. The twin movies. So, I watched Sisters from 2006, directed by mm. Douglas Buck, who's, like... Doug b- Buck? Doug Buck. That doesn't He's, sound like a real he, name. Well, his, like, only real claim to fame is he directed this, like, short film called Cutting Moments that, yeah. like... uh, It's, like, kind of, like... Isn't that fucked up, sort of cinema? Um, it's yeah. like it's like Todd Solondz, but without any sense of humor at all. So mm-hmm. it's like, oh, this woman took takes scissors to her upper lip because she, she's <laughs> so angry at suburban life. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's the type of guy he is, and he doesn't. He never got to really make a lot of movies, but I guess at some point he was like, I'm gonna make this Sisters remake. Um, and so it's curious to watch this movie, uh, and just because it is a straight up adaptation of the original. It's, like, even, like, references, like, the original screenplay, which is based Mm -hmm. on a book. Um, So, this movie, though, it kind of, like, it normalizes the weirdness. It takes, like, not even normalizes, it flattens (laughs) it out. It takes out any, like, oddness. So, like, the peeping Tom TV show, it's gone. So, Mm -hmm. what they do is... Uh, they take out the, uh, they the kind of like the. There's like with the original sisters, there is sort of like the race element where like the guy that she meets is like a black guy, and like the ah. fact that his death doesn't matter is like kind of yeah. a part of that. Where cause she even mentions it to the police, like you're not going to investigate this because he's a black man, right? So they're like, well, we're not going to do, we're not going to tackle that. We don't have any black people here, uh, so we're just going to do the. It's gonna be a white doctor who happens to start working at this clinic, uh, on an internship thing, and um, the uh Danielle character she's I can't remember the name of the actress but she's at this place and you don't get the sense that she's a patient she's just like there working with kids that's mm-hmm. what it is actually so she's work it's like a, a children's hospital for like children with like no dis- oh, god you know what i'm blurring movies because <laughs> the movie as i watched earlier the um which one was it ah uh, madhouse so in that movie which is about twin sisters she works at a hospital where she works with children who are deaf and in and in this two sisters remake it's about a a twin sister who works at a hospital that works with like children with like psychological mental problems and she's helping people now and (laughs) but we don't know at this at this point but we learned that uh she was used to be a patient here as well Mhm. Um and so yeah white doctor takes out this woman cuz she's like real foxy and they go <laughs> out on a date but like so the prank game so they they strip out like stuff that's like like I said the the game show thing they just like Mm -hmm. they they meet up and of course Stephen Ray he's uh, the sinister doctor here and he's like I don't want you going out with him it's dangerous but she she goes anyway and he's like god damn she left the facility and you're like why is that a problem because you've never seen the original sisters before Um, Mm -hmm. so instead of like this movie feeling like a a bunch of like Hitchcock references or anything like that this movie just feels like a generic 90s thriller (laughs) Uh, which it's like oh okay they're going down that route where this movie He's just like flat and uninspired. Um, Chloe Savini plays the ju- <laughs> plays the journalist who's on the case already because she's already Aww. she's already investigating the Stephen Ray doctor because she's like, oh, he's a bad guy. I've got I'm building up a case and I'm wearing mm-hmm. deep men's clothes because I play by my own rules. I'm not a regular lady, <laughs> so she wears like, <laughs> okay.
1: like 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 Marks Work warehouse jackets and stuff like that. I when, and when and you jeans, said that, like I could see her like being at a restaurant be like can i get a salad but with a hot dog on top it's like oh that's unconventional yeah how edgy yeah
0: Yeah. it's like yeah real and anyway uh so yeah everything Mm -hmm. it it plays out the same uh but my notes started falling it's like oh this really feels like a tv movie um and but i was like when i was watching it i'm like was this movie shot in vancouver Because, like, I always find that movies shot in Vancouver have, like, this weird flat gray quality that looks like television because so many TV shows shoot in Mm -hmm. Vancouver because it's cheap. But it's, like, not really the – for whatever reason, like, Vancouver is not an ugly city. But for some Mm -hmm. reason, it photographs really blandly. Overcast. And sure enough, it was shot in Vancouver. uh, Yeah. Which is, like – I think certain shows like X Files took advantage of the 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 grayness of uh, Vancouver quite well, yeah.
1: but the uh, years one to six. Yeah, and then they moved, and then they moved to California, uh, and then Tia. you're just like, "Fuck, this show is bright." Goddamn Tia, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah that blazing California look. Um, mm-hmm. So anyway, so inst- instead of like. It being like, oh, this, this woman just accidentally sees someone get murdered in a window. No. Uh, so, Danielle Breton's character here, she, uh, she's she got surveillance cameras in her place because surveillance is so 90s thriller. and mm-hmm. uh, Because she's being monitored by Stephen Ray, the doctor. And um, so, uh, there's some banging. Uh, and it's also, Ooh. it's her birthday. So... Uh, oh, before he goes out to buy birthday cake the next morning, we get some uh, scar licking. So they they, oh, they, 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 full on. So they, I think they watched the original. They went, you know, it's pretty unbelievable that he would totally miss that scar and wouldn't ask any questions. Like, why would he even ask yeah. any questions? You'd be like, Oh Jesus, do you, were you in a car accident? Like that happens. It's like a normal yeah, scar. pretty normal. But so in this though, like there's some more like aggression. And like and like and then he gets down and you know it's like not because he's eating her pussy RJ, it's because he's Ugh, he's he's, don't. He's, he's, Ugh. he's licking
1: that wound, he's licking that we scar. just lost like twenty <laughs> listeners because you said that. Good lord, man. So it's
0: all very Cronenbergian because <laughs> Gross! Uh, that was in my notes. <laughs> I don't know why you're.
1: Uh, this, this episode is over. So, this exhibit is closed.
0: Playing you like a piano. Um. So instead mm. of instead of '70s yellow sponge cake, we are given ice cream cake. Um. um which is like way less cool, but no less delicious but it's really like it's just like whatever it's a cake and then we all know it's like okay so he's going to come back and he's going to be like, hey baby you want some some ice cream Kirk. cake but he, there's no knife cuz instead he as he walks upon her she's using she's like sewing stuff she's got sewing needles rj and she mm. she proceeds to like kill him with sewing needles through the mm. through the
1: back that's a, that's an edgy update on the oh, the classic cake scene it's more about the feminine i guess hey Sewing, sewing, and knitting and stuff isn't all for women. It's about domesticity. Sexist pig.
0: Uh, and but then after like she stabs him a whole bunch, she goes over and she grabs like the ice cream cake box and she starts to bash him in the back with the ice cream cake. Mm-hmm. Um and it's like, Yup. You're like, okay. It's like, is that gonna like really be the, the, the killer move? And then the movie just kind of continues on and plays out the same way every way. Uh but then it goes into like it has its divergence where like the doctor decides, Oh, the the, the separation didn't go well, that's why she had the mental break. So we're mm-hmm. going to like maybe reattach we're gonna attach Chloe Savini to her <laughs> and put her in a <laughs> wig and it's like Mm. uh yep the private investigator in this is not like a not charles derning but this like hunky dude who's like i don't know he's exactly like every type of guy that would be in a movie like this in 2006
1: yeah it's that french dude from uh v for vendetta or whatever or english or whatever is it you know the one i have no idea yeah i didn't care yeah and I'm, I'm, yeah. yeah, wait. What do you have more to say about the sisters movie? Yeah, almost.
0: I'm, I'm, I'm at the last bit. So at the very end of the okay. movie, it's just like they kill the doctor, and then like they just like decide, yeah, we'll be sisters, and then they walk off together holding hands, and that's like uh, the end. And it's got like one of those funny. like, and it's got like a uh, like the crane shot as the camera goes up from them now wearing matching dresses and like wearing <laughs> like with now they have the same hair and they're they're together again um, because she um, was apparently hypnotized into being like her sister and she's uh yeah there's a dream sequence in this too but it's like nowhere near is like even memorable but it's like black and white and it's like oh, that's the end of the movie because they try to like we're gonna improve on it and it's like, oh, well, you're improving like on like a kind of a not great movie, and like now you're just like, oh, this movie feels so generic. <laughs> it's yeah. just, it's exactly it what you expect. Like it. Yeah, it's it's a movie, and that's why I don't think this movie ever came out on DVD
1: or anything like that. It mm-hmm. just kind of came out. So so uh, when you were talking about this, I went to the this remakes uh, Letterboxd. and under the recent reviews, Cinematic Seven One Eight uh, had this to say. This film lingers like a fart in the underwear. You just want it to go away already. That sounds like your kind of reaction as well. Um, uh, not even. This movie is just—it's just, it's just like, there. There it is. Yeah. no one's going to
0: watch this movie. Like, it—it's only Except no chumps like you, chumps like me. Well, because I mean, well, I, I've gotta, <laughs> I've got to.
1: You could have went the uh, route I went and just
0: watched twin movies and would have had way more fun. So are you saying that, like, what we learned from this episode is uh, twins is the way to go?
1: The 90s rom-com or late 80s, 90s rom-com version of whatever we're watching is always going to be the best. Okay? Okay. So twins is the way to go. Uh, so I've got some, who hates
0: this movie, this other than movie, you, this Brian DePaul. I don't hate this movie. Uh, <laughs> all flicker gave this movie. There's actually a lot of half stars for this movie. Like oh. way, way more than some like chumps, huh? Lot. I, I don't know. I can, I don't even get that, but okay. So all flicker writes, uh, cause they were watching a new horror movie every day for the month of October. Uh, this was from last year. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> Good God almighty is Brian De Palma until a, a terrible filmmaker. And it's like filmmaker. I mean, bad, mm-hmm. really, really bad. It baffles me that he somehow has been elevated to quote-unquote genius. Have you noticed that all these people always have quote-unquotes in their reviews? Do they actually say quote-unquote? Well, or are it's, you it's, saying... Oh, I'm saying it because they're in quotation it's in quote... marks. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's that's pretty lame. Status by the film fans. I assume most of whom are too lazy and ill informed to watch the better movies he constantly rips off. <laughs>
1: Mm. You fucking
0: idiots. Uh, That's not to say I don't like any of his films. You fucking tool!
1: <laughs> fucking it's idiot.
0: Sometimes a good screenplay and determined actors can survive a weak actor or weak director. The Untouchables and Mission Impossible are tightly written, solid studio mm, films on. that benefit from De Palma's wacky pop sensibilities. But left to his own devices as a writer, he crafts stupid, mm. poorly conceived Hitchcockers that never satisfy. Sisters has to be one of his worst. Margot Kidder quote-unquote, stars as a troubled, I shit you not, French-Canadian model I know who brings a game show contestant she met during a candid camera game show, Don't Ask, home with her, and things go horribly wrong when he meets her psychotic twin sister who lives with her. First up, Kidder is awful. She exhibits none of the wit and pep she would show in the early Superman films. Hey, that movie was just uh, introduced at the Library of Congress. She sports one of the most horrible French accents i ever heard in a movie. So there's someone also commenting on that accent. I -hmm. think most people who hate this movie probably are not a fan. I kept thinking yeah. the secret accident must be a ruse, one of the several "quote-unquote" surprise twists De Palma pulls piles on in his thrillers. But no, it serves no purpose. It's just they're stinking up the joint. Lots of references to stinking, stink. Uh, the plot Classic. involves a murder seen from an apartment window and a secret past. And stop me if all this sounds familiar. Yes, De Palma just mashes together a rear window and cycle without adding anything new. That would be forgivable if the movie was fun, but it's just cheap-looking and willfully stupid. The Heroine is supposedly a smart reporter. She snoops around a vast estate and is startled by a gardener loudly trimming the hedges with a pair of shears. "What are you doing?" she cries. "Yeah, that 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 hat's pretty stupid." <laughs> uh, I can go on. <laughs> don't. Characters make a moronic decision because De Palma has to get them from point A to B because the screenplay demands it. I suppose some of this is meant to be taken as comedy, but then it should be funny, shouldn't it? All the supposed twists are seen coming a mile away. The movie holds no surprises. I'm sure I'll get plenty of responses about how Scarface is a masterpiece and whatnot. Let it (laughs) it come. I just don't see it. Sisters is a dreary slog. What? I don't understand what Scarface has to do with Sisters, but hey. Hey. Uh, yeah. And user Savvy Bulge gave this movie half a star. Uh, Same old Brian De Palma shit. Last time I ever watched one. At least one had a hilarious murder scene. Even I would have stabbed that dumb shit. You don't put a huge what? knife in a sleeping person's hand and then fold a bunch
1: of candles in their face while waking them? I guess, but not the way they put it. Yeah. That's a little too like. Well, this is the way it is. This the RJ sound bet, right there. Yeah, I bet they have a podcast too. Uh, probably. Probably. Yeah. Anyway, um, hmm. hmm. Does it well, really... I think we learned
0: something today. Did we? Watch, watch yeah. twins. Watch twins. Watch twins. <laughs> it's uh... the better movie. I I don't know. I can't say because I haven't seen it, but uh, yeah. Sisters is not, I don't know. It's it's like maybe before uh, De Palma's worked things out. That's fine.
1: I don't know, man. Yeah. I've seen a lot of this guy's movies. I checked. I've seen Seven. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. And? I don't know if there's any of them that I'm super hot on. Like, I guess Mission Impossible 1 is all right. That's Gary's like... pretty cool. Yeah untouchables i i like oh snake eyes that's a good fucking movie (laughs) remember black dahlia that's a good one too no no no. yeah i haven't seen a lot of dudes movies whatever i don't care that's fine i'll watch the other two that are in the criterion oh and uh, i don't know maybe bonfire of the vanities whatever yikes yikes yeah anyway uh i think that's it
0: yeah, we're done. If you're interested in Brian De Palma, watch it. I mean, nothing's going to stop you from doing it. You probably should, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's there. Yeah, that's that's a good description. It's, it's lesser genre fare. Uh, yeah. There's, like, better, I think, movies that I've watched now from, like, that same period of time that are, like, kind of better, <laughs> i argue. Like Twins. Like, yeah. Uh, after
1: the break, uh... Eating. Twins
0: eating pussy
1: oh come on I'm done I'm not coming back after the break (laughs) classic Sisters,
0: sisters there were never such devoted sisters never had to have a chaperone no sir I'm here to keep my eye on her caring sharing every little thing that we are wearing When a certain gentleman arrived from Rome She wore
1: the dress and I stayed home All kinds of weather, we stick together The same in the rain or sun Two different faces, but in tight places We think and we act as one So RJ, after
0: a one-night stand and knowing that the special person in your life's birthday is that day, what kind of dessert would you go get them?
1: But... big old butt dessert Man. What? whatever I don't care after you're dropping all this gross gross shit throughout <laughs> this show I'm allowed I'm allowed to have my thing you can be gross I can be uh, childly fun or charming childishly charming you can email us at crying
0: cheering, creeps at gmail.com and tell RJ gross things mm. I, I will read them out loud and RJ will go "Oh, it's gross. Nobody wants to hear that shit. We've got a Facebook page. We're on Instagram. We're on Letterbox. I'm Jared Duncan. He's Barn Loaf. We've got that Patreon page. That mm-hmm. ho- that all the hotness Patreon. It's all what the kids are talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, we yeah. still make we'll make some money off of it. So come on, come on. Uh, we're on SoundCloud, we'll Stitcher, iTunes. You can rate, review, all that jazz. Um, next week, RJ. It'll be our 75th episode. For real? Yeah. And uh, I think we're overdue for a Laserdisc dip. Ooh, shit. So uh, next up would be, I believe it would be spine number six in the Laserdisc Criterion collection. And that is 1936's Swing Time, directed by George Stevens. Starring um, Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers. It's a musical with dancing, oh my friend. Um, yeah.
1: I'm going to watch Twins instead.
0: <laughs> uh, you can do that again, but you're also going to have to watch that movie. I Don't tell me what to do. Um, yeah, so that's what we'll be doing next week. Uh yeah, I'm not sure what date's gonna come out. It might be early, actually. So that's cool. Uh, we'll see. And then, and then after that, we'll do Quiet On. It'll be, it'll be. That's a long Japanese movie. How long? Like three hours almost, I think.
1: Fuck.
0: Yep. So that's the plan for next week. We're gonna probably get two creeps in. It'll be real fun. Real fun, RJ. Hmm. And then I hear you've got a book you got to start reading.
1: No, it's off. <laughs> we called that off. <laughs> Nobody wants that. Good night, folks. Man.